Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Just a heads up, I'm running on fumes this morning. Welcome in. Glad to see you guys on this Thursday. We started the NFL season, so finally, like the last layer of college or football season beginning is happening tonight. Cowboys and Bucks in Tampa tonight. And Ed Sheeran apparently also is uh, a part of that for some reason. Anyway, I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me on this Thursday morning. Today, I want to talk about something. I'll tell you why I'm running on fumes here in a second, but... Uh, Attendance. Attendance is an issue in college football right now. And I suspect you'll have a similar sentiment in the NFL. But ratings numbers were through the roof this weekend. I mean, hell, Ole Miss and Louisville even had over 3 million people watch that game. 3.1 million people watched Ole Miss Louisville. Not the biggest brands in college football. And the game, you know, was not close. It was a blowout and it was late on the East Coast. And still, over 3 million people watched it. College football ratings-wise, television ratings, was up like 19% from 2019. Uh, So not even, you know, pandemic year 2020 up 19%. This is two years ago, pre-pandemic. It's up uh, significantly. So the interest is there. The numbers are huge. Everybody watched college football this weekend. Interest is through the roof, but that is not translated to people actually showing up. And you've got a, a really important game in Starkville this weekend with uh, an ACC coming, uh, ACC team coming to town and a very important game for Mississippi State, as we talked about yesterday. And there will be empty seats, visible empty seats. In years past, with fan morale the way it's going in Oxford right now, even Austin P would have had 60,000 people in the stands. Won't be anywhere close to that this weekend. There's an attendance issue in college football. Why is that happening? So we'll talk about that and um, how to change that, if you can change that. But how to change that, uh, it's a point of contention, I've noticed. A lot of people texting into the radio show the last couple of days talking about it. You know, why aren't people buying tickets? Why can't? Why aren't people going to games? Well, let's talk about that this morning. First, I do want to remind you real quick that this is streaming on YouTube. Find me on YouTube. Michael Borky is all uh, you need to search. It is free. If you have a YouTube account, just subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything at all. And uh, also follow on Twitter and Facebook. And wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning or My Name Should Turn Up Results, wherever you get them, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. I'm running on fumes, guys. I uh, was up late watching soccer last night on Telemundo. I didn't know I had Telemundo. I I thought I was just going to kind of be screwed uh, for uh, the United States national team last night in World Cup qualifying. They're playing at Honduras. Game started at 9.30 our time. And uh, I learned last night that I pay for a channel called Telemundo. And you want to talk about bizarre commercials. (laughs) Bizarre commercials. Uh, Any, like, 
different countries television is uh is different but man telemundo was an experience also it didn't fit the screen so here i'll, I'll give you an example I'll, I'll try to use this as a gauge the the game was in a screen about that big within my screen there was 33 percent one third of the tv was just black for some reason the feed was like zoomed in and it wasn't very clear and obviously I couldn't understand what the broadcasters were saying although any sport in Spanish is is way better than English like even though I don't know what they're talking about it was an experience and the the game was fun thank god uh, because they had been playing like crap for two and a half games up until that goal explosion last night and uh, they needed that they needed that bad I mean there's you know what is it 11 12 more games no 11 more games in qualifying, like they're going to be fine. They were in fine position, even if they tied last night. But uh, getting the win, getting five points is a big deal. And it's just a shame, honestly, uh, looking at Richard Cross, among many others across the country, that uh, I never watched the team, but here's how to fix USA Soccer Sports Talk Radio guy is going to have to wait um, a few more months at least before uh, they fire that one off. Uh, and show they really know what they're talking about. Um, anyway, I can't stand that guy. Like, doesn't watch the team at all, does not support them or watch or care at all, and yet, if they lose a game, here's how to fix it, and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Anyway, but that's why I'm running on fumes. I was up late watching a stupid soccer game on Telemundo, and now I'm going to be up late tonight watching a football game on a, a channel that I can actually understand. So that, that'll be a refreshing change. Sterling says, get the man a coffee. Yeah, I, I need one. I need one um, badly because I'm just kind of like this morning, just falling all over the place. If I didn't have a child, I would have slept in a little bit today. But uh, yeah, your guy has no options there. Um, we made it to NFL football. Yes, sir, we did. Yes, we did. Epic soccer game. It was, man. Uh, they needed that. They needed that badly. Um, all right, so... Attendance, college football attendance. What is going on here? Uh, it's a big story now. It's a big issue, whatever you want to call it. It's something that is here and, and has a lot of fans wondering what the hell's going on. In week one, I don't know about you, I saw empty stadiums really across the country. Uh, for every Wisconsin, Penn State, there was dozens more uh, Mississippi State, Louisiana Techs. That's just reality, and I've we heard from some people yesterday during the radio show. Well, why why couldn't Mississippi State sell out when Wisconsin did and Virginia Tech did? It's because Virginia Tech and Wisconsin were playing ranked teams, conference games. That that's your difference. Yes, I, I do suspect that most every SEC game, not named Vanderbilt, is going to be full, if not very close to full. But that's not the point. It's I saw it everywhere. Places that traditionally don't have that issue. Austin, Texas, bringing in a brand new coach. Steve Sarkeesian, brand new coach that everybody's excited about. Freaking Texas, playing a good opponent, not a marquee one, but a good one in week one, and there were tens of thousands of empty seats, tens of thousands of empty seats. I watched the game for a little while. There were sections in the upper deck at DKR in Austin with nobody in them. This is a season opening game, brand new coach. 
that everybody's really excited about and a pretty decent opponent, but it's not a name opponent. Tens of thousands of empty seats. Look around the SEC. Auburn, you know, they reported 83,000 or whatever. Didn't come anywhere close. Tens of thousands of empty seats. You saw it in Starkville, obviously. Many, many thousands. Tens of thousands of empty seats in Starkville. It was everywhere. I told you guys the other day, Ohio State, as of Tuesday of this week, was not a hard sellout from the school for a game against Oregon. Like, Oregon is ranked from the Pac-12. Top 15 team coming to Columbus, and as of Tuesday of this week, the school had not distributed all of their tickets yet. That's Ohio State. Ohio State, a place that never has issues getting people to show up regardless of opponent. They they do now. And nothing has underscored this problem more than what happened in Atlanta, not on Monday. You should have expected a really light crowd for that game on Monday. It was Saturday. Alabama. Alabama in Atlanta against Miami in Atlanta, thousands of empty seats. They did not sell out the game. Alabama and Miami in Atlanta didn't sell the game out. Uh, That's going to be an issue everywhere, always. It's just a problem now. Um, You know, Clemson, Georgia had a really nice crowd. So there's an exception, but when you look at who those teams are and where the game was played, that that makes some sense. Again, Virginia Tech was able to sell out, looked like it anyway. There was behind one of the end zones, they have a couple of decks, and it looked like the corners uh, were were a little scarce, but it, it was as packed as it needs to be. Uh, Camp Randall, Madison, Wisconsin. It was packed because they were playing a ranked team in a conference game. Everywhere else in college football, nobody there. Wait till you see the crowd in Baton Rouge this weekend. They're hosting McNeese State. Ed Orgeron's coaching against his son, by the way. There's a a random storyline for you for the weekend. His son plays at at McNeese, but they wouldn't have filled up the game really anyway. But now, what, you think 60,000 people show up? Tens of thousands of empty seats in Baton Rouge. It'd be the same thing in Tuscaloosa this weekend. There will be thousands and thousands of empty seats in Tuscaloosa. It's an issue. It's an issue that's not going away. And when you look at, say, Ole Miss, for example, this weekend they're playing Austin P. And Lane Kiffin did a video yesterday. Uh, he, he did it in like that, that goofy style that he did when he was at FAU, the what an exciting time thing. Uh, they've been really pushing to try to sell tickets online and, and other places. Uh they're not going to come anywhere close to selling that game out. There will be 45,000. I mean, maybe they do a couple things the next couple of days, you know, give some tickets to local high schools and stuff like that. That's what they should do. They should reach out to some local high school coaches and just say, hey, you know, do you want to bring your team to the game? If so, let me know how many you'll bring and we'll give you those tickets. Maybe they'll do stuff like that to help get them out, but there will not be a good crowd at all and Oxford this weekend, but fan morale is as high as I have ever felt it, uh, ever. And I am I mean that compared to the Hugh Freeze era, because there's always that cloud hanging over Hugh Freeze. You know, there's always, yeah, the team's really good and they're recruiting well, but what's the NCAA going to do? That doesn't exist right now. Fan morale, every Ole Miss fan I talk to is through the freaking roof about their program 10 years ago. Less than that, this game would have had 
58 to 60,000 people there. It would have. Now, they all would have left at halftime, but they still would have been there. That will not be the case this Saturday. Things have just changed so, so, so much. But why? Why is it different now? I uh, We had an Ole Miss fan text the show yesterday and say, it's just pathetic that they can't get these tickets out. And I'm certainly not going to tell you that your opinion is wrong. I just... If you're if you're blaming Ole Miss fans for not filling up a stadium for Austin P, well then you have to blame every fan base in America because nobody would sell out that game anymore. Nobody, it's not happening. I'll get to a few of your messages before I continue. Actually, I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. William says, "Why fight crowds? Why pay a hundred bucks when you can watch at home on a big TV?" That kind of underscores it. Ticket prices seem like they go up every year. Then you pay twenty dollars plus for parking. Sterling says. 45000 for Ole Miss opening weekend with the team this talented. It's an absolute, absolute shame. Had 60000 for SEMO a few years ago. Yeah, they did. They did. And this team's better than that one. And this program is more attractive uh, than that one. I think you have to start with, I'll get to one more comment, actually. Sid says, the answer seems to be simple today. COVID, ticket prices, gas prices, ease and relaxation of having a game party at home. I'll be at Vaught-Hemingway this weekend, but it's easy. I live in Oxford. Honestly, believe the cost is the biggest factor. The thing is, a lot of people just straight up attribute this to COVID, and that's not exactly why. Now, I think it is the biggest factor for why you've seen such a dramatic change so abruptly. But guys, attendance in all sporting events, not just college football, everywhere, was already ticking down. Every year it was ticking down before COVID hit. And then this happened. The new normal phrase is one that I hate. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. Oh, this is just our new normal. Shut up. No, no, we are not going to have to put masks on our face forever. Nobody's going, it's just, that's not a new normal. We're not going to have to socially distance forever. And you're not going to reduce capacities at restaurants to 25% forever. That's not a new normal. Uh, That's not sustainable. It'll never happen that way. I hate that phrase. It's, it's, Ridiculous to me. But what COVID did to sports, to live events, I mean, music venues are kind of having this trouble. Um, It showed people that there is a better option, a more convenient option and a cheaper one. If I were to go to the Austin P game this weekend, if I were to bring my at Ole Miss, it's a little bit different with Mississippi State, Louisiana Tech, because it's a better opponent. So we're using Austin P as, as the example here because NC State's a, a marquee program. Now, I still don't think Mississippi State's going to fill up the stadium, and that's an issue. But Austin P is, is not attractive at all, so it's easier to use this. If I were to take my wife and my son to the Austin P game this weekend, you can buy tickets through Ole Miss right now for $75, three tickets for $75. I think they've got 20 or $25 seats available right now. So not that bad, but still. So for us, we live in the Jackson area, Madison technically. I'm not scared to tell you guys that. Uh, so we would have to buy tickets for $75 plus processing fees. So we'll call it 80 bucks for the three of us to get a ticket for the game. Then I've got to fill up my car with gas, which is another $65 or so right now, and that's being conservative using my Kroger card. And i got to get in the car and drive two hours and 45 minutes to Oxford. Then I have to pay to park somewhere. So there's another 20 bucks. We're already almost at $200. 
And then probably got to eat somewhere at some point. You could go cheaper on that. You don't have to like go to Bure or something like that, but you got to eat. And so that's, you know, another 30 bucks or so, 30, 40 bucks. And then when you get to the game, it's going to be hot, comfortable, but still a little warm. You're going to want to drink water, maybe have a beer or some peanuts or something. My son's going to have to eat five times during the day. So I have to get something in the stadium. And with prices being so overinflated, there's another $20, $25, $30 right there. And then we got to drive home. Got to get gas again. It would be to see Austin P for cheap you-know-what tickets to take me, my wife, and my son, and there are families bigger than ours, we're looking at three, $400. I don't have three, $400 to spend. I don't have it anymore, ever. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Maybe I'm not the best example because I, I, you know, I, I don't have expendable income. Not really, not really my thing here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Maybe you can help. <laughs> but it's like a $400 weekend for us. To watch a game that will be over when the ball is kicked off. Is that worth it? No. No, it's not. And it used to feel, somebody mentioned the SEMO game. It used to feel like you couldn't not be there. You had to go. Football, I think, is better in person. I enjoy the atmospheres and stuff like that. I like being in stadiums. I like being there. But what people learned last year was that they don't have to be there. They didn't have a choice last year. And then on Sunday morning, they look at their bank account. When they sit down, they got some bills to pay. And they sit down and, you know, they're paying their electric bill and their gas bill and their cable bill. And they've got mortgage payment due coming up. And they look at their bank account and it's like, well, shoot. This feels a lot better having an extra $400 in my account this Sunday. I can pay bills, and then I can take my family out to brunch. And I'm comfortable. I'm good because I didn't spend that money. Now, look at SEC weekends. Ole Miss plays LSU at some point this year. Mississippi State has LSU and Starkville coming up. That's a If you're going to stay in town, that's a four-figure weekend. Can 64,000 people around here do that? No, they can't. People have been priced out of this. And it was already trending in that direction, but COVID taught the people that are like me at my financial situation, you don't got to be there. It's nice waking up on Sunday morning with a few hundred extra dollars in your bank account that you would not have had a few years ago when you went to every game. There are so many people like me that have been completely priced out of this. And I don't know what the answer is because we've got small towns here. I mean, you can't just get a hotel in Starkville for the LSU game. It's not that simple. Um, I mean, you can make day trips, but that's tough, especially when the game is going to be trash. COVID taught people that they didn't have to go to enjoy themselves around their team's game weekend. And that is a huge problem for John Cohen and Keith Carter, Jeremy McClain, and every athletic director around the country because Alabama, freaking Alabama, will have visible empty seats at kickoff this weekend. They will. And shoot, by the end of the first quarter, people will start emptying out. 
because they're playing Mercer. They're playing Mercer. Ole Miss is playing Austin P. Yeah, they've got a great coach. Yeah, they've got a quarterback that has Heisman odds. He's in the top five of Heisman odds right now. If he plays the way he did in eight games last season plus one last night, he's a first-round pick. It's not enough, though, because I can watch Matt Corral on my television and not spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go there. Chris says, I think the majority of fans don't have expendable income. At least my circle doesn't. Yeah, man, mine either. Um, I, I wanted to go to a soccer game in Nashville on Sunday. But a not, I told you guys this yesterday, a not full stadium was selling tickets for $200 in the lower bowl that wasn't full. So why, I can't afford that. I, I can't go. It's a huge problem, and, and they've got to fix it. they got to fix it quickly. So how do they do that? I think COVID just expedited the issue. It was already an issue. We all know this by now. Uh, the at-home experience is getting better. Also, it's very cheap. You know, you can buy a six-pack of beer for what one would cost at the game. Also, you can keep it in the fridge, and uh, it stays cold for you. Also, you don't have to wait in line for the bathroom, and you don't have to pay $20 or whatever it is for a soda and some nachos. It's, it's better to be at home. We, we all know that by now. Parking and stuff is a disaster. It's tough. So what do they do about it? That's the bigger question. It's very easy to point to, hey, you know, there's a problem here. It's very easy to identify problems. Everybody wants to identify problems and never actually offer any solutions. It's, it's a thing we do now. That sucks. That's a problem. I'm not going to tell you how to fix it. But here's a, a couple of things that can be done. What they have to do moving forward, it's very simple. They have to make short-term sacrifices for long-term success. And I think they kind of know that already, but it needs to be done faster. Because right now, uh, it's not comfortable, not only financially to, to go to games, it's not comfortable just going to the game, money aside. I mean, place is packed. You know, it's it's hot in the September sun. You're sitting on a, a hard metal bleacher, and it's just uncomfortable being there. What they have to do is sacrifice volume for comfort. What they need, what they need to do, both in Oxford and Starkville, right away. I mean, they need to do that this offseason is replace every metal bleacher with a comfortable seat. I know that doesn't sound like much, but I'm telling you guys, when you're trying to get somebody to come and spend money with you, you have to remove every possible reason why not. And I can't tell you how much I hate sitting on metal bleachers. I got a fat butt. All right, it's not comfortable. I A guy my size is not built to sit in those stadiums with the close bleachers where the seat little number is this far apart from the next person. When I sit in 90% of stadiums, I have to sit and turn my legs to the side and sit like this because my knees would be hitting the person in front of me. So I have to sit like, like I'm a British royalty or something with my legs crossed and like not showing up, up my legs or something. Like I have to sit sideways because I can't comfortably sit in stadiums. I can't do it. And I'm not that big either. Like I, I'm, I'm six foot two. 215 pounds. That's how, that's my size. I'm not per, a, a particularly big guy. But when I go to stadiums, I have to turn my legs to the side because I can't sit comfortably. 
there's a reason why I wouldn't go. Replace every metal seat with the exception of the students and where you sit your visiting team fans and put permanent seats in there, comfortable, cushioned, permanent seats there. That's step number one. It's expensive, and it'll, it will reduce capacity. You're not selling out your games anyway. That's just easy step number one. Make the seats comfortable. I hate sitting on metal bleachers in stadiums. It makes me uncomfortable, and I'm not that big. So imagine somebody that's bigger than me. I've got a buddy that's six foot six. It, he, uh, he lives in Nashville. Talking about going to the Old Miss Tennessee game, and his first thought was, "I don't want to sit in those packed in bleachers." I, have you ever been to a game in Knoxville? They're like this wide. Seriously, like he's too big for that. He can't. He, he's not going. And that was his first thing: was it's uncomfortable. Why would I put myself through that? It's a good point. Individual seats, do it. I know they make revenue with the extra 50 bucks or whatever per season ticket to put the little chair backs or whatever in there. Forget it. North Carolina did it. It reduced their capacity. The stadium looks better and people are more comfortable. Step number one, boom, done. Number two, you got to stop pricing people out of games. And like I said, this weekend, um, Ole Miss is trying. I'll pull up... uh, Mississippi State's website right now. See if there's uh, tickets available through the school. I imagine there is, and I'll tell you what they cost if uh, if the website will load. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where can I buy tickets? Well, here's problem number one, Mississippi State. How do I buy tickets? It's not under the game day tab. I want to buy tickets to the game this weekend. Where can I do that? There we go. Found it. Um, we'll see if they have it listed. Individual seats. Excellent, Sid says. Tennessee and Vandy are the worst. Uh, I've been to a game at a, at Ohio Stadium where uh, my dad and I had to basically cuddle because seats were this wide and there was like two feet of space between me and the people in front of us. We had to basically cuddle at the game. Um, luckily, it was cold that day. But we couldn't fit. And my dad's not the biggest guy either. Football single game, North Carolina State. Let's see. Upper deck, 10 bucks. Plenty of seats available. Okay, so Mississippi State's not pricing people out of this game either. Um, but, man, there are full sections almost. Uh through the school that are available right now. A lot, a lot of tickets available. They're $10. So at least people are not getting priced out of this game. But there's a lot available right now. Oh, actually, I'll show this to you guys. I can share a screen. Why am I not showing this to you guys? Yeah, see this? Okay, so this is a lower deck, but here. Let me zoom out a little bit. Nope. No, it won't show the seats anymore. I mean, these are, this 50-yard line, upper deck, look at all these. All the green is available seats. That's not good, but at least they're not being priced out. But it's uncomfortable. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to sit all the way up there on a metal bleacher and 
barely see the game, comfort. Make it more comfortable to be there and then stop pricing people out. This case is uh, is unique. $10, that's kind of a steal to go to a game that should be pretty darn good. At least you hope it is. Uh, but it's too damn expensive to go to games right now. Uh, it, it's too expensive to park. The food's too expensive. The tickets generally are too expensive. You've priced people out. So you have to reduce the cost or else people aren't going to show up. And then when you're doing stadium renovation projects, Ole Miss has got one upcoming. The only goal in mind should be amenities and comfort. Uh, I, I think that if you are building a stadium now and you don't do it European soccer style, where you have awnings that in some cases are retractable, that shade every seat inside of the stadium, you're doing something wrong. Remove the excuses. And you have to make it more than just a football game. Uh, the the in-game productions and stuff have to get better. Everything, you have to be entertained for that period of time beyond just football. You've got to have good cell phone service in the stadium and Wi-Fi and stuff like that. And I know they've got all that, but it's got to get better. It has to be as close to being at home as you possibly can. Um, look at Hard Rock Stadium. That should be the model moving forward. Here, I'll pull up some pull up some examples of Hard Rock Stadium, uh, some of these field-level suites, and what they've done here. I mean, look at this thing. I'm not saying you have to go this far. The NFL is a different animal. But look at this. That's 50-yard line. That's outside. We've got a TV here. I assume charging stations. Look at how comfortable those seats are. I mean, that's amazing. That's field level. I mean, look at the look at those seats. That's not up in a box. That is open air inside of the stadium. Here's another example. Look at that. You don't have to go that extreme. Those are like movie theater seats. But stuff like that, stuff like this inside of your stadium, comfortable seating, amenities, charging stations, that kind of stuff. It has to be more comfortable to go to games because right now, nobody wants to anymore. Nobody's spending $500 to bring their family of four to go to Oxford this weekend to watch them beat up on Austin P. Nobody's doing it. And no amount of uh, videos urging fans from Lane Kiffin is going to change that anymore. Uh, I've seen multiple people say, well, you know, they need a big crowd for recruiting. If you're selling the Austin P game to recruits, you're selling wrong. Sorry. Uh, but it's not a... Uh, that's not a Ole Miss issue. Chris says the seats at the Ole Miss game where the lady with the dog was, that was nice. Yes, that needs to be stadium-wide. Stadium-wide. Do that everywhere. Remove every possible reason for people not to show up. Make them comfortable. Give them access to internet, access to charging stations. Make the food cheaper. Make it cheaper to go. It's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term um, outcome. When you're rebuilding stadiums, give more shade. Stuff like that. that. That's what has to be done. Because this, what is going on right now, is not going to change. Oh, just when people will show up. Ask Alabama and look at the crowd this week. And oh, just when people will show up. Look at the crowd in Atlanta this past weekend. Alabama, Miami. Look at that. Oh, just when people will show up. you got to be exciting. People will show. Not anymore. Not when it's Austin P or Chattanooga or Furman or somebody like that. So that's what has to be done because this trend is not changing. 
no amount of winning is going to change the fact that Austin P will not have but 45,000 or so people there. Not going to change that. And I want these games to continue. I, I've heard people say, oh, we got to get rid of these games. I don't think, I don't want that to happen. I've told you guys this before. It's kind of my soapbox. Um, the FCS needs these games to survive. And the FCS provides scholarships and education and opportunities for young athletes that may not get them otherwise. You know, not everybody can afford to go to college, especially some of these FCS schools that are really nice. Like I didn't even, I grew up a Furman fan. I love Furman. They're near and dear to my heart, but I didn't even apply because couldn't afford it. Could not possibly afford going to Furman. Like the, their tuition's a joke. But for the 63 players on scholarship there, they can because it's paid for for them. FCS football needs to continue to exist. And the best way for that to happen, honestly, is to play at Alabama if you're Mercer. The check that Mercer is going to get from Alabama will pay for most of their expenses as an athletic department. They, they need that game. So I don't want them to go away. I, I hate when people suggest, oh, just get rid of these games. No, because you will really take away a massive revenue stream for so many football programs that do great things. Uh, that, that do really great things. Furman does great things, and they need to continue. Mercer does great things. They need to continue. Chattanooga, Austin P. So I don't want to see the games go away. They just need to remove excuses. Remove excuses. Not even, Chris says, do full stadium chairs, not even the bougie ones. Anything is better than a bench. No doubt. Man, I went to a Saints game. Uh, a few years ago, and when I sat down, I thought, holy crap, this is so much nicer. And old seats, not spaced out very well, but I could sit. When the when it wasn't a big down or whatever, and everybody's standing up, I could sit and, and comfortably and lean back. And they had uh, functioning service in the stadium, so I got to check my fan. I was sitting back, checking my fantasy team, having a beer, comfortable at an NFL game. You cannot do that at a college game. That's got to change. That has got to change. So, uh, long story short, this is a problem that it, that is existing everywhere. And just win is not the answer. Although I think what you could possibly see crowd rise in uh, in Starkville this weekend is more of an indicator of lack of confidence paired with everything else we mentioned. Um, if last year was seven and three instead of three and seven, then we'd be looking at a different crowd size, I think, in Starkville this weekend. But all those factors are still a contributor as well. But there's they're a little bit extra. It sucks. You hate to see it, but it's a problem that they need to address and need to address aggressively because they can't just blame COVID for this. There aren't people just not going well because they, they could catch COVID. There are some. I heard from a couple yesterday that were like, you know, I was going to go, but I don't want to get it. So that's still a thing, but um, not the only thing. And it needs to be addressed because this was happening before. It's too damn expensive for one. Start there and then make people comfortable when they get there.
Anyway, enjoy your football tonight, guys. I, I don't know if that was helpful or not or constructive, but it's something that everybody's talking about, so I felt like I wanted to talk about it this uh, this morning with you. So enjoy your football. Dak, really important season upcoming for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, and it starts tonight. Yeah, I'm excited to sell for that game. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about that game and then get you some picks for the weekend. That'll be tomorrow and also, of course, on the radio this afternoon. So y'all have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. And I'll talk to you again right here tomorrow morning. Talk Mississippi Media Production.